Midget porn. Midget porn. <laughs> Midget porn. So, I mean, what what is it with these little fuckers out there just, you know, shoving their dicks in each other and stuff? Like, the hell even is that, you know? I think it's a crime to society to let them continue to breed. They should. <laughs> Dude, already, right off the rip. We're not even like 30 seconds in. About to get my channel taken down. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, bro. Oh, there's boy. some cute, there's some cute little midgets out there, man. Going with the bud, bud light, bud light. We're gonna start with the bud light. I don't know, man. I, I kind of feel like you're a bit of a pedophile for for even thinking that. For liking midgets? Yeah, because they're like little fucking overgrown kids. But they're not though. They're just fun sized adults that you can pick up and do whatever the fuck you want to do with them. Okay, yeah. Um, you could say the same thing about kids. Welcome to Bagel's Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Bagel? No one here has any idea what the hell you just said. I, I mean, not that there's anybody here to begin with, but... <laughs> so can people watch this shit? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to go up on... Oh, no, not as we're doing it. This isn't live. Um. But we, we, you probably should talk about yourself a little bit so people know who you are. Uh, I'm Jack. Baked Bean. Uh, I had a couple other names, but I know this guy from Xbox, Milson. Uh, I work in telecom. I'm a veteran. I ride bikes. I'm in the motorcycle club now. Uh, I suck toes. And, and <laughs> Dude, this is about as extreme as it gets, man. You just told the whole world. Yeah, the entire world. Yeah, I, I got a foot fetish. <laughs> All right. So one thing I did actually want to talk about uh, the Scorpion MC. Yeah, I I totally remembered that off the top of my head and didn't read that from your hat. Um. <laughs> so. All right. So like, let's say that I wanted to join the Scorpions MC. What's my pipeline look like from deciding to join to I am a full-fledged member of the Scorpions? As long as it takes, bro. What is the most? As long as it takes is the most accurate answer to that, bro, because not everybody's journey is the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my journey and your journey might be complete. What are you bringing out here? Talk. Mine and yours might be different because I might do something and get my shit done and do quicker versus you might take longer. You know what I mean? So as yeah. long as it takes is the best answer that. Is there like a curriculum? You know, in a sense. Are you bro, allowed to talk uh, about it or not really? Trying to keep it down there's certain things I, I can answer, bro. But if if a question I can't answer, I'll just I mean, I'll just tell you I can't answer that. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Well, in that um, case, specifically, what do you do when you're signing up? Like, if you say, "Hey, I want to be a Scorpions guy," how do you become a Scorpions guy? Like, what's the stuff you got to do first? Uh, hang around. <laughs> like, if you if you want to join a club, man, then it's, it's, it really don't matter what fucking club you want to join. I mean, for from my experience with the Scorpions. You, you got to hang out and show interest that you want to become something with that club. So you show up to <clears throat> public parties and events and 
you start hanging out, you start getting to know the club and then the club starts to get to know you. And then that conversation kind of opens up after a while of, okay, well, I've seen you around quite a bit. Are you, is this something you're interested in? You know, well, yeah, Mm. it is. And that's when you kind of start to, it gets a little bit more serious on on both ends. Yeah. Yeah. I almost got jumped into a Mexican gang when I was 12. (laughs) Same exact way, bro. Same exact way. Story time. You got to go into that one, though. Well, no, I mean, this one was um, pretty straightforward, just your typical gang-ridden middle school. And all of my friends just happened to be in a gang. It wasn't like I was going out of my way to make gang-affiliated friends. But it's just if you wanted to have friends, you had to (laughs) – your friends were going to be in a gang. So I used to always hang hang out with the Southsiders. Um. And one day they were just like, "Hey Holmes, you want to get jumped in the bathroom, man?" Cheers. Um, and I was like, I don't know why I had enough sense at that age to be able to say no. <laughs> like, no, yeah, yeah, I don't want to be in that. Um, but it was through the same thing, just because I was hanging around them and stuff. I know you, but I, I'm not trying to compare you guys to a fucking Mexican gang or whatever, but. Well, that's, that's the biggest misconception, concept. bro, is a lot of people refer to motorcycle clubs as motorcycle gangs because of what they see on fucking TV shows and the media. It's not a gang. It's not jump in, jump out type shit. It's not gang activity and gang status. You know what I mean? It's a fucking brotherhood that rides motorcycles. You know it's what I'm saying? Think so about it's, it. Yeah. it's kind of a big misconception that oh you're a gang member and i mean i'm not a fucking gang member i'm a part of a motorcycle club and a brotherhood and i hold a nine to five job pay my bills raise my fucking family and i don't have to worry about someone shooting up my house because i'm wearing fucking red versus blue you know what i mean yeah so it's a huge difference but there have been a fair amount of mcs out there that have engaged in organized crime that's i think that's everything though bro like you you can pinpoint any profession or any group and pull up some kind of record of organized crime like doctors man fucking prescription writing sons of bitches man that partake in drug trades and all kinds of shit man but that doesn't mean a doctor's a fucking a dope dealer he's a doctor but there's there's bad apples in every fucking group there's certain clubs that operate as a gang and some of them label themselves as a fucking gang man i mean that's no secret it's out there some of them do call themselves a motorcycle gang and yeah they you know whatever comes to that territory that's not my business that's theirs but as you know as far as myself i'm in a club and it's uh there's always going to be bad apples bro no matter where you go someone's going to do something stupid and they'll label the entire fucking culture as as that one incident because media doesn't portray good shit they portray bad shit and people just believe it that's that's what they go off of man you have become so much more texan since i last met you you, you owe me a fucking talk like a brit then mate yeah <laughs> no that's not what i was getting at but <laughs> yeah because everyone was asking like why is he watching the british game or what you know why is he why is he rooting for england I was like, well, he was born in England. Yeah. Yeah. 
Most people don't know that about you, that you were born in England. Yeah, born in England. Came over here when I was uh, 11. Yeah. So I'm still. They, they have motorcycle clubs over there too, right? Like all over yeah, the place. Dude, that, dude, that shit's worldwide, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's clubs it's, everywhere. I mean, what's the biggest club known to man? I don't know. And how, I think I remember, uh, but how did you discover Scorpions? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you want to reveal it on the podcast or not, but yeah, I, I really don't give a fuck, man. My, my old lady, uh, her, her pops was a, is a long time member. Um, so we used to go up there on their open days for family and bring my kids up there to go see grandpa. <clears throat> well, the more we start hanging out, <clears throat> the more my interest kind of peaked. And then I ended up buying a motorcycle. Um, <clears throat> my first cruiser, I used to ride cross rockets. But decided to get a cruiser, so I got a, a Honda Shadow Sabre edition um, for me and my old lady to ride around and just enjoy. So we rode up to the clubhouse one day, and I just straight up asked. I said, hey, uh, what does it take to to move on to the next step with you guys? Well, why, uh, do, you, why do you want to do that, though? Like, what uh, – yeah, I guess what led you to that decision to want to join I, Scorpions? I think it's my personality, bro. My, uh, my sense, my, I don't know, my longing for brotherhood, dude, especially, I mean, I, I didn't really want to get into it, but here we go. M you know, military, bro, you have a fucking brotherhood that you, you, you ride and die for those guys, man. And when you get out, it just kind of disappears. You all move on. You go your separate ways. You go to your hometowns, your states away from each other. You don't have that fucking camaraderie that you did. Yeah. Um, and in the club life, man, it's a it's a fucking brotherhood, bro. I have, I can make a phone call right now and I'd be fine. Um, I'd have support, financial support, uh, a roof over my head. My my wife and children would be fine if something happens to me. Um, that that sense of fucking brotherhood, man, and also the I, I ride in a, what's considered an outlaw motorcycle club. Um, and it's it's no secret, bro. I'm not the the most conforming kind of individual to society. You want to explain the difference, like what an outlaw yeah, versus I mean, you, a non-outlaw? Yeah, is? you've got different clubs, man. You've got you've got riding clubs that are just supposed to be. <clears throat> I mean, what it says, just a riding club. They'll have a little patch and they'll say RC, and those guys meet up and ride around. And yeah, um, you've got MMs, which are motorcycle ministries. Those are like you're they're supposed to go around and pray for the communities and provide, you know, uh, uh, whatever religion they're flying to kind of support to other clubs and spread the word of what their religion is. Um, have you seen have any non-Christian MCs or, um, MMs? No, I mean, yeah, MMs. I, the only, yeah, the only MMs I've ever seen have been Christian based. I haven't seen like a Buddhist Muslim MMM. Or yeah, yeah I've, I haven't seen that. It doesn't say they're not out there, but I personally have not. Yeah, um, I, didn't, I didn't think there would be. I was just curious, though, that if you if you had seen it. I'm, I'm sure there is, man, because there's there's clubs in, you know, Iraq and all kinds of shit, bro. What? Like, yeah, there's. In Iraq? Um, what the hell? Where are they getting motorcycles? What, what do their motorcycles yeah, look like? Yeah, shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they, they've got them what out there, What are they there, doing? Man. Camel riding club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they drag race camels down the strip. <laughs> dude, this podcast is so getting shut off the air, dude. It's sort of 
but they've um but then you've got your mc world man and you you've got your three-piece mcs your two-piece um you've got Wait, what, what does that mean though three-piece two-piece well it, it's it's hard to speak on it entirely bro because every geographical location is so different even in the u.s you've got the west coast is different than the east coast and the south and the north and down here a three-piece mc could should traditionally mean an outlaw motorcycle cup traditionally um which means your top rocker obviously is your name your middle is your logo if you want to call it that your patch um and in the bottom is a uh, what's called a territory rocker yeah um i noticed some of that i think that was the military's influence on yeah, you know, and total speculation yeah. here because, like, there's – I notice when I'm driving down the road and I see some dude on a bike, I don't know what it all means, but I can recognize that there's, like, some kind of message yeah. on his vest or whatever, you know? Well, that's – the culture is very founded upon military guys, man, especially after Vietnam and shit is when it really got big. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the protocol and the, the unif- uniform, if you want to call it that, and how – ranks and shit like that man it's very militarized as far as that's where it stemmed from um so you guys actually do regulate your vests and like what can go where and um that's things club like that? dependent man each each club will have their own sob yeah. i guess um now i'll look like a fool though if i just go club to club to club I'm like hey guys i'm just uh shopping around just trying to find what the best fit is for me like i mean uh, because no, I mean, it seems really, like that'd man. be smart I mean, if you're going to commit to that for life. Like you'd want to be in a club that you mesh well with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a hard one to answer though, man, because for me personally, I wouldn't give you shit. I'd be more impressed at the fact that you're taking the time to truly find where you belong. Um, but of course, some people will be like, oh, you're a fucking you're yeah. an idiot. But you'd, you'd have to run into the wise guy over there that's mature enough yeah. to be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah to, to understand that you're you're truly doing the right thing, man. Because not everybody's meant for the club, and not not every club's meant for that person. Um, yeah. Do they have female have clubs? To that out, like where it's just women, only women. There, there are, yeah, there are female clubs out there. Yeah, what's a female's role in scorpions? Um, we don't allow that. Oh, okay. The the yeah. female's role in my world would be uh, what we call old lady. You know, our old ladies, our our spouses, our significant other. Um, that's your support at home, and okay. she belongs in the back of your motorcycle. You know what I mean? We don't have female. There ain't no EO department over no. there. No. Yeah. <laughs> Hell no. Well, I'm wondering how PC you're being because I remember watching a documentary on. Fuck man, I don't remember. It was one of the Hell's Angels, and uh, somehow like they. You wouldn't want to be a woman in that that club, bro. Yeah. No, we don't disrespect or degrade our women. They just don't have a say in, in our club. world. Yeah. So yeah. they they know their place as far as I don't know, I haven't touched it. Um they know their place in the world, you know what I mean? But we don't there's that big misconception, bro. I mean, I, I don't know if some clubs fucking do it or not, but you're fucking ladies property of the club and anybody can fuck her and do this that and the other and she's this like yeah i mean more power to you if that's how y'all run but 
you try that with my old lady, bro, and I'll put a knife to your fucking neck. You know what I mean? So don't do it. Yeah, but, basically, uh, they're not part of the club. No, right? at all. Yeah. At all. But they would still receive benefit. It's like if there was a protection issue or something like that, they would. you'd definitely have a boy over, like, looking out for your fam or whatever until you get back or something. Well, but I mean, just as far think, as decisions think about go. it as far as, like, uh, brotherhood goes. You know what I mean? If you called me and said, Hey bro, my I'm out I'm out of something and something's going on. I just need you to watch over my house or go stop by and take care of my family, make sure they're okay. I'm gonna do that for you because you're my brother. I, I got a, I got respect for you. I consider you your brother of mine. Yeah. It's the same concept, you know. That there's not it's not a club, it's that's just <laughs> what brothers do, man. <laughs> What's you funny I mean? though, and I don't mean to bring this to the military because I, I actually don't like talking about it either because it wasn't like i deployed or anything so i don't like to act like i'm some you know billy badass but it comes up um what the hell were we just talking about (laughs) brotherhood oh right right it's it's kind of funny though how quickly you become a normal person again when you get out and i mean i get that you're still you and how you are yeah but like i've noticed that just talking to the to some of my friends uh, that are still in and they just sound like the most sour, grumpiest, bitter pieces of shit on the earth. And that was me. Yeah. That was me like four months ago, man. But now I feel yeah. like a, I, I'm missing that connection, right? Because I'm I'm not like still in a platoon. I don't have buddies living right across the hall I can go drink with and things like that. Um, But I'm also not fucking miserable anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so glad to not be an infantryman anymore, man. How, how are you doing on that front? I mean... I guess you're adjusted and yeah I mean um I've kind of <clears throat> in and out of being regimented when I first got out I was doing really good at like uh to this day I think there's only been two mornings that I haven't cleaned my room um and then like I use, I tr- go to the gym every morning and then I do jujitsu and that's supposed to be every morning but I've fallen off of it a few times. I'm not doing too good on it. But uh, yeah. when when I am being disciplined, though, I feel very, very good about myself. Yeah. I've only just now gotten back onto the discipline uh, bandwagon there and yeah, yeah. started getting back on it. But uh, as you're sipping, what is that? Blue Mountain Dew? Big blue. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sip talk shit. Blue, and then we'll, we'll take a sip of wine. I'll take a sip with you. Yeah, I've never been much of a bud drinker. Um, I only drink to get drunk, really. Uh, so only out of the army have I actually went to events where I would drink to not get drunk. I so how, I, yeah. how are you doing on that front? Oh, is that what you meant? Oh, um, no, no. I mean, like on on. You know, you you just brought it up. I mean, if it's something you're comfortable talking about, but yeah, no, alcohol, I'm open. I'm pretty. You, know, open. you said that you yeah. just drink to get drunk, and I do remember where. You remember that Snapchat that was, story? Yeah, that was a very, very profound statement for a while for you. And I yeah. mean, how you know how is how's that been? I mean, well, this is the first drink that I've had um, since Jacob was here uh, from the Marines. We went out to a bar. He didn't drink at all because he's 18. But um, yeah, yeah. I I got a little toasty. But just a little toasty. I had seven shots. But that is yeah, the yeah. the most I have had 
since being out of the army. Other than that, it's just been like, you know, I go to a comedy club, maybe have a couple beers before I go on stage or something. But, and honestly, it's not because of any effort. It's not like I've been trying to be sober. I would kill for, I wouldn't kill to be back in the army, but I would kill for another night in the fucking bees getting shit. bro. That would be fun, man. But um, it's not, that's not my life anymore. It's not part of me, man. And I don't really have like, friends (laughs) i don't have any friends here man like it's a completely new state new part of the country uh this helps a lot actually i i love sitting down and just talking to people Um, ain't that a sad thing about it though bro is because i mean we're both infantry i get what happens at the barracks man but it seems to be such a sad part of the the culture that when you get in i don't think i know anybody that didn't turn into a fucking drunk while they were in service bro um, yeah, it was a very normalized thing to do, which is just get off of fucking duty and get shit faced and just repeat that cycle every fucking day. And some people don't break it. It's normal. Yeah. And it's it's a sad part of that life, bro, that I miss it for sure. I miss the, the times, but I'm so fucking happy. I'm not surrounded by that no more because. Yeah. That's really not a life to live, bro. And people turn into full-blown alcoholics and the military says, fuck you, sends you on your way when that kind of provide that culture, man. It, yeah. It's it's fucked up. Well, they, I mean, they fight against it. Um, I don't know how it was when you were in, but the army, now I'm not talking about your platoon sergeant and all that. I'm, uh, I'm talking yeah. about like, they'll have like little patrols of the fucking random officers or whatever. They're like, yeah. Hey, uh, that guy's probably going to die from alcohol poisoning. Make sure he sleeps on his side. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a kind of a dark, but not really talked about part of the military is how the military yeah. has to regularly ensure that their soldiers are not killing themselves. Yeah. Dude, it happens, man. A, a buddy of mine killed himself right before I left. Yeah. Um, and they didn't give us details. Uh, I'm sure they're out there now, but I'm not there. Um, but, and I won't get too much into it. I won't say his name or anything, but uh, he, yeah, uh, yeah. from what I understood, was under the influence of a lot of alcohol. Um, and when you talk to some of these chaplains, because uh, when I when we were in Latvia, and I know we said we weren't going to talk about the military, and then here we are. Yeah, here but, we are. Uh, um, but I'll just finish this up real quick. When I was in Latvia, they did this, they do it everywhere, you know, the anti-suicide the suicide prevention classes and stuff. Um, but this one was actually kind of interesting because the chaplains were going over the statistics and what they thought was really strange about it was that the United States has decreased the op tempo, right? Like we're not as in as much combat as we were say 20 years ago, but the suicide rate is still climbing. So it can't be associated with combat or if it is, maybe it's not, um, the only factor, right? So what, is causing all these soldiers to increasingly as years go by kill themselves. Like what, what's causing that? And they yeah. really don't know that there wasn't an answer. They, they have no idea. Um, but there was a couple things they found uh, through research uh, will help someone that's suicidal. One is by asking the, the uncomfortable question, just, Hey, have you thought about killing yourself? Not like in a joking yeah. way. And it's not saying to attack them. It's not saying like, just go corn them. Hey, have you thought about, it's just like, just let it kind of come up and be like, hey, man, uh, 
no, this is uncomfortable, but yeah, yeah. You know, have you thought about, you know, they want you to do something like that. Cause if you ask that question, you're a lot of people's fear is that you're going to put that thought into that person's head. That's already depressed that they weren't yeah. thinking about suicide, but they are depressed. And now you just put that thought to them, but the research doesn't show that at all. It shows that you can ask them that question and not have to worry about that. And if they respond with yes, uh, you're supposed to go get some kind of, you're not supposed to leave them unless they have a weapon. If they have a weapon, then they're a danger to themselves and others. And you're supposed to get away and yeah. call for help. But if they don't have a weapon, you just stay with them. You know, you go get a chaplain or whatever your best option is. You got a sergeant, grab him, you know, something like that. Um, I don't yeah, know how much it works in practice, but. Yeah, but what, let's, dear, on, on a, we're on that topic. I mean, 90% of the time, what's going to happen if you ask me, have I thought about that? And I tell you, yes. And you go and get an NCO or, or whoever and report it. And then they're going to take me to behavioral health. What's going to happen from there? 90% of the fucking time, bro, you're going to be unfit for duty. They're going to label you as a fucking head case. Which is why no one ever goes for help. Exactly. You're going to be on your way out of the military. Instead of fucking helping you and understanding that it's there's far more soldiers that have mental health issues in the military than there are who don't. They'll just kick your ass out. And then the ones that are really struggling don't want to say shit because they don't want to fucking lose their career. Yeah, but then um, on the flip side, you also got to, like, if you're a general or you're in control of some kind of military, someone does admit to some kind of suicidal ideations or whatever. It's not that you want to punish them, but how can you put a rifle in his hands and expect him to go do his job and put him around other people who could potentially yeah, I, be at danger? I um, think everybody in their life at one point or the other has it's crossed their mind. Whether they really thought it out and meant it or were just having a bad fucking time and was just, man, I really don't want to fucking be here no more. I think everybody has truly had that point, man. Um, now it doesn't make you a, an unfit person or, or a danger. It just It's a fucking, it's an emotion. You're human. You're <clears throat> Sometimes your emotions can be kind of hard to understand and you don't really get it and you feel that certain way. I mean. Sometimes just talking helps, bro, but when you go and try and talk about it and to understand why you're feeling that way, it's kind of you're you're done at that point. And it I just don't agree with that that approach, you know. Yeah, and I don't know if I agree that everyone's considered it. I've definitely thought about it. Not like we're um I'm thinking of a specific plan on how I want to go kill myself. No, that's what I mean. But, it's it's but I have thought everybody's about everybody's mind. Yeah. yeah, just like out of curiosity, almost like, yeah. yo, I could literally just do this with the steering wheel and it's all over, right? Yeah. Like, but not like I was actually going to do it. I was just thinking, like, yeah, exactly. isn't that isn't that crazy that the exactly that easy? yeah? But to me, um, it's always been like we're going to die no matter what. Yeah, That's so we might as well just ride this bitch out. Yeah, you know? your time will come when it's supposed to come. I mean, yeah. Well, it's a fear of death, man, and. I get that because I, I have feared or I still do fear death. Um, I, I think about death a lot, mortality, how temporary we all are, which is a pretty depressing thought. But I think that when you work through these thoughts, it helps you better face 
reality. You know, it's it's not yeah, yeah. as uh, terrifying as it might have been before when you've faced it before, you know? Yeah, yeah. But that's not easy, man. And it's a continuous thing. I don't think you can just face it once and then be over it. And I, I was talking on the other podcast the other day. Uh, we were actually talking, and me and you have discussed this years ago, um, about is somebody, I, I don't know how to word this fancily so i'll just word it how i word it but um basically i believe i have a theory that everyone's inherently selfish um everybody now i'm yeah. not saying that's right that i mean when i say right i'm not saying that's correct um could be wrong and i'm willing to have my mind changed and i don't even like the opinion i really don't because it makes me look like a fucking asshole like what you don't appreciate the guy that jumped on the grenade and i do i do i appreciate everyone and regardless of what their intentions are the fact is they still did actions that saved somebody's life and that's all that really matters but um is it possible that like let's let's use the buddy jumping on the grenade for his other buddies as an example is it possible that that guy somehow did that selfishly maybe he was trying to protect his self-image or maybe he was that law of reciprocity where um, if I do something for you, you feel like you have to do something for me. And it's kind of ingrained yeah. in you that everyone else would do that for you. So you should do that for them. You know, all that stuff is ingrained in you. And I wonder if even the most selfless action is selfish at its at the root level, you know, or am I completely wrong on that, which I hope I am. Um, I don't know, bro. That's, that's hard because I've, I've been in a couple situations, man, where I've, you know, in, in, in my life that I've put myself in a spot in order in my head to protect the other people from what was going to happen. Um, and I 100% did it kind of as a, in a, I guess in a selfish way of, <clears throat> I know if I do this, my word will be good and I'll go out like a fucking, yeah, like a hero. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that they'll all remember me for this situation and what I did. So I can see where you're saying that that action, although it was a selfless action, it still had a selfish foundation of why I chose to do said action. So I don't know. That's, that's a good argument, man. That, so you don't think I'm crazy? No, I, I think you're, you're not at all, bro. And I, I don't think everybody's, I think it's a little crazy to just say everything as a blanket statement, but I don't think you're crazy for wondering if said person did something out of a selfish uh, instinct that created a selfless action. Well, that, that's uh, an interesting thought because there's, no absolute anything right no so like of course there has to be an example of where it was truly selfless yeah but if we're gonna consider that maybe humans are inherently selfish wouldn't uh it be impossible for them to not to do something selfless i don't know man it's kind of hard bro because the more i think about it, like the more I mean, you could break it all the way down to I had no money and my boy asked me for money, bro. And I gave him my, that's last not day. it. 
I mean that. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty that's big. A, that's a selfless action. But when I think about when I've done that, it's still in my head, giving me a one up for doing that. Yeah, but the, it's not. Um, so it, it still feels like it's a selfish reason of wanting to do yeah, that. But I don't think that's extreme enough. Because me personally, well, I've never saying, been you, in a life and death situation. So I'm just me, talking about from the minimal. You could like the minimal action of a human being of just simply helping another human. Could that still, oh. that could still be, you know, if you're talking about being inherently selfish, that has to apply to everything in your fucking life. Whether you hold the door for someone, do you want them to actually think of you as a better person or are you just selflessly opening the door for them? Yeah. You're not just selflessly opening the door. You're doing you know what it because I mean? you want to appear as that's good and then person. you then you take it from that minor scale and go up to okay well this guy gave his life for all these fucking people was that a selfless action yes but why was the guy just fucking i don't give a fucking don't want to live no more so this is my way out i'm gonna be selfish and use this as my opportunity was it well there's no that's the thing though there's no thinking when you're when that guy goes to jump on the grenade he didn't have yeah. time to sit there and consider all these things this isn't like hmm what is the uh, most selfless way I can handle this situation? It's like it was an instinct. It was an instinct. You know, he, he just did it. <laughs> I so, think people like that, though, have thought about situations like that. That's true, I too. Think, I think the guy that's going to think it, about that, right? Yeah, but I think the guy that's done that has already pre-thought in his head that if I find myself in this situation... I will jump on that fucking grenade to save my peers or I will put myself in front of a moving car and push my kids out of the way to save their life. Yeah. I, I think you've already thought about that situation in your head before to where when it happens, it is now an instinct because you've already kind of pre-wired yourself to, to know that this is what I said I was going to do. Um, I don't know, man. I think we're I think we're diving down a rabbit hole here. I don't really I don't know, man. The more I think about it, the more it's kinda that's a that's a good point. I that's a hard one. Okay. Now um yeah, it is it is a hard one. And I brought it up to you and I brought it up to Ephraim and Ian. And I've kind of just been I, I don't intentionally bring it up. It's just when I see the opportunity I do, because yeah. the more heads I could get around this thing that doesn't even matter really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, well, the better my chances are at figuring it out, you know. It it, it reminds me of that fucking uh, man back in the day. I think it was me, you, Rex, and a couple other people, bro. We sat there and we talked about um, a universal um, morals or some shit like that. Yeah, we used to have um, some really crazy talks at night. Um, and that, a universal that kinda, truth. Yeah, universal, that was it. Yeah. And that, that's kind of. That's that what it was same. we were talking about. Is there yeah. a universal right and wrong? Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Well, and then that kind of uh, treads near religion, you know? It does. Yeah. Um, so what, so, I mean, I guess for everybody here, you're not a religious man, right? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> okay. Were you ever? Like, were you raised religious? Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was raised in a fucking typical glass mirror stained windows wooden pew Catholic? singing hymns with the the preachers coming out from the guards and shit oh yeah okay um, very would, traditional now would you say that you ever believed in it like even i think come i out? did and i think i still 
I think a part of me still does, man. I just yeah. don't. I think I question myself a lot more than I did when I was younger because I'm not just susceptible to that imagination of a, of a young, younger person just believing and understanding. Now I'm older and I question yeah. everything and I want to know why. And I just haven't got my why yet. You know what I mean? Well, and the one thing that doesn't necessarily disprove it, but I always thought was kind of interesting was the scare tactics that are used. Not at every church yeah. and they're certainly good churches, but um, you know, if you don't do this, then you will burn in the pits of hell forever. Yeah. That's uh that's our sales tactic, huh? That's how we're gonna get people in the door. And I mean, to me, it just seemed like that was way too extreme. Yeah. To be true. Like, why would you need that amount of leverage for yeah. something that's true? If it was true, I agree. You... yeah. And then uh Mohan actually brought up something else that he touched on something that did bug me a little bit. And that's that if you're a god, what kind of being are you to create a whole civilization to worship you? You know, and I know that sounds blasphemous, especially to anyone listening that's a, a Christian. And I don't mean to be disrespectful to anyone's religion, because I do think that Christianity, true or not, isn't a bad way to go through life. I mean, you have community, you have that connection we were talking about, may not yeah, be yeah. as badass as a motorcycle club, but at least you got that connection you know you're, you're yeah. involved in stuff you know um but then uh the thing that really the trigger point really was a girl of course at uh 18 and i was she got me thinking a lot about whether or not god created us or whether we created god because i had vivid memories of being in a church where they're doing praise and worship music and singing i got my hands up and I'm feeling it. But was I feeling God's presence or was I feeling unity with everyone else there that we're all um, jointly worshiping this thing or, you know, God uh, or whatever? Yeah. Is it this camaraderie? Is that what I'm feeling? Is that this just weird chemicals in my brain that I'm releasing? You know, like what is this real? Like, that's kind yeah. of what got me to where I am now. Um, yeah, yeah as far as how i believe in religion yeah it's a hard one man it there's yeah. so many arguments for and against it and i just some of the shit is just so far-fetched man of the stories of parting seas and shit like that and i'm like bro shut up there's no way that's just yeah well, i have a family rock, member man. and i won't say her name uh you know her but yeah she um, sees things and she would never lie to me. You know what I mean? So like, how do you get past that? Past yeah. somebody that you know would never lie to you. Like you just know that, you know, yeah. but they're telling you some crazy shit. That's just so hard to believe, but it's like, they're not lying. You know, they're not lying. You know them. They're not uh, lying yeah. to you. So like, how do we get past that? You know, is there, things out there that most people can't see and only some people for whatever reason, religious or scientific or, or whatever can see spirits and things like that. Are they real? You know, like they have to be, they can't not be. I mean, unless that person's lying and I couldn't fathom that unless she was seriously mentally ill. I don't see how she, she could be lying to me. 
you know, I know her very well. So it's, it's very strange. Yeah. They, um, that's where I get confused on myself, bro. It's like, I'm a firm believer in like spiritual shit as in like bad spirits and fucking good spirits. And I believe that there is that because of what I've seen with my own fucking eyes and been through. But at the same time, I'm like, I question a lot of shit, but I'm like, bro, if I can believe in that, then how far fetched is there? Is it really to believe that there's a God? Yeah. Um, Because I feel like you can't have one without the other. I just think it kind of, if that's real, then what else? I mean, fuck it. And there's nothing off the table at that point. If, a fucking invisible thing can be here, <laughs> then what's the difference with an invisible God? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, that's where I really struggle, man, is because I've seen and been through shit that, I mean, I had a, a house I used to live in, bro. I wish my wife was out here to, to talk about it too, man. We had a house that we lived in and it was a fucking dark house, bro. And I've never experienced something like that. I've only seen it on movies and stories and shit. And, the amount of depression and anxiety from just living in that house was fucking insane, bro. But then there were certain things my kids would do. They would talk to people. They would look up at the ceiling and it would be like a, a black beyond black hole in the corner. And it was just so dark. It was like, dude, why is that spot so fucking dark? Um, the yeah. attic itself was increasing like insanely dark. Um, and then I went to go to work one day and there was a person on my fucking porch. <clears throat> I went to drive off and I looked back and they were just standing there on my porch. And then I went to go back and they're, you know, gone. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. And it was weird. And me and my wife were trying to get pregnant and she was just getting sick and it was just nasty, bro. And then we finally left that home and went to a new place and, and restarted our lives and the health got better. She got pregnant. Um, there was just a feeling that was just no longer there. And I was like, dude, there's, there just has to be something that did that. Yeah. Um, and I don't think my eyes were lying to me, but at the same time, oh, well, maybe there's black mold or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's the, that's the thing, man. It's hard to, you never really know. Yeah. How can you confirm? It's not like you can go pull up a website and verify that there was a person yeah. there, you know? Well, then you have to, then somebody's going to come out there and they're going to tell you that they have this equipment that will talk to them and then it might just be programmed <laughs> bullshit. You'll, you'll hear and be like, oh, they're not lying. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, bro. Have you had that, that happen? Sucks. No, I haven't. Oh. <laughs> I've seen it on fucking movies and shit. But... <laughs> I thought you called some Ghostbusters out of your house, man. No. Nah, man, I just I just move. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely making me uh, think about my choices when I go to buy a house because I, I plan on getting one in the next few years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, well, I think I'm gonna try to build it. Like, so, <laughs> and I've I've watched that house. We I've, I've since we've left that house, man. I've paid attention to. It's like a revolving door for for people, man. They they get in there and they don't stay long. They move in and they move out. And I've always wanted to ask someone that lives there if they feel something but then i'd be that weird guy coming up like the little fucking mormons or whatever they are on the bikes like do you want to talk about our our, our jesus lord and savior today <laughs> um 
I don't want to be that weird guy, but I I just I find it funny that that house cannot keep a tenant in there for more than a couple <laughs> months. My grandpa hosed weird. a Jehovah's Witness down. Um, yeah, good for him. They're <laughs> yeah. annoying. You know how they, they knock they on are... your door and shit? Yep. Yeah, I never had that happen yet, but I haven't really lived anywhere where that would happen. So. Yeah, we get them out here a bunch, bro. Little fucking cunts. If you're watching this, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Dressing up in suits and shit. Going out on a summer's it, day. They got these little <laughs> iPads and they play this little video. And I'll, I'll fuck with them too. Like, I'll let them do their whole, the video, the spill. And I'll just be like, yeah, bro, you're full of shit. This is a bunch of bullshit. You know, get fucked. You're an asshole, dude. Well, I mean, I at least let them speak. You know what I mean? Like, go, go at ahead. At least you let them get a rep in, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm giving yeah. them a break, bro. Like, here, hang out for a little bit, talk to me, and then get, then, you know, get fucked. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's something but, you yeah. got to be careful with in sales, which I, I know it's not sales, but it's kind of sales. Joe's Witness. Yeah, it is. Um, is that you got to be careful becoming friends with the customer. Cause like yeah. a lot of times the customer will be your best friend and just want to hang out with you all day, but then not want to close the sale. No. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the problem. The thing, a lot on door to door. The biggest thing right now, bro, is them fucking solar panels. Every there's dude, every fucking week, someone's knocking on your door for fucking solar panels. I about beat the living piss out of one of them up here, bro. Cause he kept coming back. I was just not having it, bro. Uh, I, I don't like that shit. I need to get me a little no solicitation sign or something because that don't work. I cannot stand that shit. That don't work. Back we, hustle, but... we saw those all the time. No soliciting signs. And I call my boss. Uh, and be like, hey, man, no soliciting. But you told me you want me in this neighborhood. And he's like, yeah, if they call and complain, man, I got your back. I don't give a shit. <laughs> OK, fuck it. Well, there's so, the problem. <laughs> I got chased out of that neighborhood <laughs> um, by an old man. Hell yeah. I knocked on his door. And before I could even say anything, he opens it and goes, Did you see the sign? <laughs> like, what? Uh, sorry, sir. I'm Jeremiah from blah, 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 blah. And uh, <laughs> he's like, Did you see the sign? Uh, have a great day, sir. I just yeah. like turned around and started <laughs> to walk away. And he just started following me. And he's like, Did you see the sign? I'm like, yeah, what have a good one, man. Fuck? And I got into my car. He's like, did you see the sign? And I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Ah, damn. Like, quite clearly, no, bitch. <laughs> Fuck you. I mean, uh, I did. Yeah, and no. This is back didn't... in my Christian days, so I wasn't lying. I wasn't going to tell oh, him, yeah. no, I didn't see it. I was like, no, yeah. I did see it. <laughs> my boss just told me anyway to do it, so. <laughs> dude, you had a meltdown. Can you imagine? I've had that, bro. I was doing uh I did roofs for a little bit, man, like trying to sell roofs and shit. Yeah. Um what do you mean sell roofs? Like sell roofing jobs, like fix the leak. Yeah, like, you, like that. Yeah, you go yeah, like the insurance claims for getting a new roof and shit. Yeah. Um and I walked up to a house, bro, and he was in his garage and he didn't ha- he had one sign, but it was in his bushes by a tree and it said no solicitation on it. Um so I walked up to the garage and I was like, hey mister um and he looked at me bro and just bomb rushed my ass with a fucking hammer um so me and my buddy bro yeah dude we we fucking turned around and hauled ass out to the street and i'm like bro what the fuck he's like get the (laughs) fuck out of here like holy shit jack jack what the hell were you doing in sales man 
I don't I don't fucking know, bro. It was never it wasn't a good idea to begin with. Man. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, I'm we need to talk, bro. Like that ain't your job, man. That's... No, man. And we're with my boss, and I'm looking at my boss like, bro, I'm about to beat this motherfucker's ass. He came at me with a hammer. Like, fuck that shit. He's like, nah, bro. We just gotta leave, man. It is what it is. I'm like, nah, man. Fuck that old man. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah I, I didn't go back dude, that, I, I mean, that's I why i love sales weeks. though man it's exciting <laughs> yeah don't i don't know what the fuck's gonna happen dude like, if i if i had a gun on me bro i'd have been in jail because i'd have shot that motherfucker hands down <laughs> i'd have shot that bitch that's why i said you shouldn't be in sales man <laughs> no i don't know if yeah, i, I did should these like days you. either because if some guy talked to me like that if he talked to <laughs> ac with me like that yeah i would have been fine but me now not that i'm billy badass but after being talked to a certain way for so long, yep. no one's talking to me like that again, man. I, I don't, I won't put what? up with that, man. That's I won't how put I up with that nope. from an employer, from nobody. No, nope. I wouldn't. I'll put it to you this way, bro. The, the way I talk to salespeople, I wouldn't take that shit. So there's no way I need to be in sales because I wouldn't even be able to handle myself because I'm a fucking asshole. Um, and I, I'm surprised they haven't like, to be honest with you, bro, if the next dude that knocks on my door, if he fucking punches me in the mouth, I'm going to shake that dude's hand and buy whatever the fuck he has to sell. Because at that point, I'm like, you know what, bro? I deserve that shit. You're a badass. <laughs> Go ahead and put some satellites on my fucking roof or whatever. Man. I'm calling Good. all your local salespeople. Yeah, I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> I'm sending them. I, hey, sometimes you need to get smacked to fucking realize that you're being a cunt. <laughs> None of them would do it, though. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> That'd be funny, though. I'm too big, bro. I hate it, man. I'm too much of a big dude. Nobody fucks with me, and it's kind of – it's not fun, bro. Well, it gives you a false confidence, I'll tell you that. It happened to my grandpa, and it wasn't yeah. because my grandpa's a badass. It's just because he's really aggressive, and people yeah. let him be like that. It just gets life. worse. Yeah, and now he's like 79, and he's a lot better now. But, I mean, he, he could be 75 and lay on his horn at some dude pulling up to a stop sign – get out of the jeep like he's gonna do something yeah and people are afraid of him i'm like Papa, you're gonna get yourself fucking killed man like, yeah, there's always someone out there's about that shit and they'll, they'll call you on it at some point so yeah and not everyone's gonna be respectful and not beat up a 75 no. year old man yeah no i just punched an old man in the mouth i mean we don't need to get into that but <laughs> not okay. not too long ago but you want to get into it no, I can't. Okay. It was, yeah. But there is on that theory that I, I'm a firm believer, bro. Like, if you, Come on, bro, if you, you try, fucking, you're trying to get the most views out yeah, of all the come, people so far. <laughs> talk about if it. You Let's press go. me a certain fucking way, bro. I don't, I don't give a fuck if you, how old you are, man. You made that choice to create a confrontation and think you were going to get away with it because of your age or some shit. I don't fuck like that, bro. If you and you just said the most door, military shit ever, and you didn't want to talk about the military, you yeah, you just me. said you just said the most military shit ever. You basically what you said was that you're very disappointed that there's a lack of accountability in this culture. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> that's what you said, man. I, like, I don't care how old you are. You said what no. you said. <laughs> you said what you said, knowing damn well that. There was gonna, there was something was gonna come from this, bro. And you thought because you were old enough, there was like a fucking get out of jail free card. No, I'm sorry, man, but no, I'm gonna fucking smack you and tell you to shut your fucking mouth. And now on the on the flip side, there's some of them old motherfucking dudes that'll fuck your ass up. <laughs> yeah, dude. So age age isn't security, bro. Some of them <laughs> dudes will fuck you up. 
Grandpa been taking jujitsu classes, man. You better watch out, you, bro. There's some swole fucking crazy Vietnam vets that'll fucking put you in the ground Dude, if you talk to them wrong, bro. I I roll with some of these older cats that are uh, pretty dangerous. You wouldn't want to be on their bit, but they're very nice people. So yeah. it's good that they're but nice they're people. dangerous. Yeah, don't fuck with them, man. They'll fuck your yeah. ass up. <laughs> fuck fucking with an old guy's a risk, bro, because he might be at that point in his life where he's <laughs> he doesn't so give tired of being. Yeah, he don't give a fuck. He's tired of being punked out. He's just going to shoot your ass, bro. Like, no, <laughs> what, man? Fuck you. <laughs> so there, there's a risk, but, yeah, don't talk to me like I'm your fucking son or some shit, bro, because I'm not. Yeah. And I'll remind you. Yeah, I talk to a lot of old people in the sauna. Um, I'm pretty I'm a pretty nice guy, though, so I don't... I feel like you should give some context to that. It's kind of weird, bro. That probably made me sound very weird, didn't it? It, it did. You, you Wait, is, it, is that is it weird? Is there something wrong with being gay? Don't say no, it. Don't say. Uh, yeah, you want to? <laughs> don't cancel yourself, motherfucker. How many views do you want, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Millions. You control the show, bro. <laughs> oh, no, geez. nothing at all. <laughs> This shit's fun, dude. I, I like playing with fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the torch is lit, bro. <laughs> well, it's funny because, like, on podcasts, if I don't know if you listen to podcasts at all, but you always hear them say that, like, oh, dude, we're going to cancel for that shit. But you actually feel that whenever you're making a podcast, bro. It's like, oh, fuck, man. I just said something I wasn't supposed to say. But yeah, normally man. you don't ever feel that because you're not recording it and posting it to the internet, you know? Being canceled is the dumbest fucking thing ever, though, bro, because it just follows the fucking liberal mindset of this year, if you talk about this, you're bad. And then next year, it might be, okay, well, if you don't shame gays, you're wrong. Yeah. And now you have to start shaming gays all the time to not get canceled. It's stupid, bro. There's no baseline. It's just yeah. controlled by a bunch of fucking retards. And, you know, all well, it's controlled by that. it's controlled by people younger than us. That think they know they're what they're stupid. doing. They're stupid. Yeah, we don't know what we're doing. They don't know what they're doing. Old no, people barely opinion, know what they're doing. My opinion is my motherfucking opinion. If you don't like it, move the fuck on with your life. Somebody out there is going to like it and agree with it, and somebody's not going to agree with it. So if it's not, if that's not you, then just go find what's you and leave the other one the fuck alone. Yeah, I agree, man. Because if you want to believe in whatever crazy shit you want to believe. That's fine, but I think it's wrong um, for me to ask you if there's or if you believe that there's two genders and that there's any kind of tension in the air. There shouldn't be. Yeah, you should be able to say whatever you want to say, and then maybe I disagree with it, and then I can bring a counter argument. Yeah. Maybe I don't, and I agree with it, or maybe I do disagree <laughs> with it, but I don't feel like getting into an argument, so I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut and. Uh, move on in life and just go talk well, to someone else man there's that big uh big debate right now bro i was having a conversation with someone uh yesterday about it um north carolina there was that christmas parade or whatever and a truck is pulling one of those floats in the parade well the dude's brakes go out on the truck oh and he he ends up running over i I don't remember the age, but it was a child. A girl got ran over and killed because of the brakes failing. Um, now the guy's been arrested, and I don't know if he's been charged yet or whatever, but he's, he's, he was arrested immediately. Um, the reports came out that he had tickets 
for failing to get the truck inspected, um, all kinds of just window tent tickets and shit. It was a modified, you know, a, a jacked up badass truck. It was a cool truck. Um, but there's a huge fucking uproar at the fact that he's been arrested and that the trucking community needs to stand together because, you know, he doesn't deserve to be charged and it's just a fucking accident and brakes go out all the time. But in my opinion, bro, there has to be a level of accountability, man. That was your truck. That you are responsible to maintain at all times. And the fact that the brakes went out, whether it had anything to do with your, your lift kit, a modified piece or not, that truck killed a fucking girl while you were operating the vehicle. Well, here, then here's the here's the next question, though, is corrective action meant to rehabilitate or to punish? Like, are we trying to punish it people should, or are we trying to rehabilitate? It, it should be to rehabilitate. But if his In intention was never to kill the girl, like he never wanted to no. do that, then, I mean, what's no, there to he, rehabilitate, right? He, he definitely never meant to, but the, the fact that he has tickets for a lack of I mean, I don't believe in the government anyway, bro. I think it's a bunch of bullshit. But <laughs> the fact that he, you know, what what our current laws are right now, you have to get your vehicle registered. You have to get it fucking inspected every year. You know, it has to go in and get it the shit looked at and meet the certain standards. Um, he failed to do that, and he had tickets for it. So he's already shown negligence in that department. And now the fact that he failed to do what was expected of him resulted in someone's fucking child dying right before Christmas. Um, I don't think the dude's a murderer. I don't think he should be called that. It was an accident. He didn't know his brakes were going to go out and kill somebody. But I don't think... And surely he would have done something about it if he had known that that was going to... Yeah. But to see people so quickly jump and just make it all about, oh, man, we have to stand together and get this guy out. Hold on, bro. A fucking child was killed because of some negligence, man. Let's let's hold fault where fault is due. That guy is responsible, whether he meant it or not. He is responsible for what happened. There needs to be a repercussion for that, whether that's a fucking a jail sentence for however long, or it's a rehabilitative correction of whatever the fuck you would do to rehabilitate that action. I don't know, but he doesn't just deserve to walk free and be like, you know what, bro, it's okay. It was an accident. Yeah. Uh, you you're responsible bro just like if i get pulled over and there's dope in my car oh but it was his well you're the fucking driver dumbass it's True. yours yeah you you don't get out of that so are you rehabilitating all, well, are you rehabilitating him for not maintaining his vehicle is that what the consequences i, I mean issued? probably right i mean he's he showed negligence and not obviously maintaining his vehicle he didn't He's not checking it. He's All not right. getting it inspected. I mean, there has to be something to be accountable for that. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. So one thing I like doing on here that I just have started doing is flipping things around because we can't because yeah. it's a podcast. So yeah, yeah. let's say that you're the judge. Yep. I'm the fucker that ran over the guy or the, the yeah, yeah. Um. Now, and okay, so I guess take friendship out of it, uh, but if you knew as a judge that I had no intention of killing that little girl, it was a complete accident. I feel horrible. Yeah. It's like a nightmare. I can't wake up from. It's not something I want 
It, it, it was, I feel horrible about it. I'm never going to have a truck again. Like it, it's, yeah. it's done. you know, things like that. Um, if you knew that, but that I still had failed to maintain my vehicle and that ultimately is what led to the death of the child. Even maybe I didn't mean to, maybe it was a complete accident. Do you send me to prison for life? No. Do you send me to prison for 10 years? No, I brought, I think at most five years at most. Um, because the a guilty was, conscience was, for the so, rest of your life. Well, yeah, I mean the dude, yeah. so the driver was a 20 year old, uh, man. So he's, he's, he's young, 20s young. Dude, uh, his whole life is fucked, man. Exactly. So why would I want to take his whole life away? I don't, I don't agree with that. It was an accident. He, he didn't go on a rampage and run people over. Um, yeah, yeah. I think, I think maybe, uh, a couple years sentence to reflect yeah. on some life choices that led up to that. But I think a community service program afterwards of something stupid, bro. Like you're going to work in a fucking, you're going to trash shop. Up. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or, yeah. Or like, I'm going to put you in the fucking the county maintenance shop working on our vehicles and you're going to fucking work and inspect vehicles for the next couple of fucking years and realize, you know, how serious this shit is. There's something stupid like that's that. That's some like really military style punishment there too. Yeah, like, but this is the thing you fucked up on. This is what you're going to do for the next X amount yeah. of time. Yeah. I mean, make him, make him realize and understand the severity of it or, or some kind of yeah. program that revolves around, you know, kids and make him understand. But I don't think swapping one life for the loss of another life is a fair punishment. I, I don't, agree with that philosophy of well you killed someone so we're just gonna take your whole life away it was an accident well that's a good point now let's flip it around again now you're the guy that ran over the dude or yeah excuse me or ran over the child yeah yeah you serve your let's say that you did receive a five-year sentence you served it you're out you did your community service whatever um how do you get over it how do you get over what i don't you think did? you ever will yeah I think that's I think that's also a part of the punishment, bro, is that knowing that you will never ever forget that. Like that's there's true. just nothing you can do to fix that, to bring it back. You can't you can't make it right, man. That's now I don't know about you. Um, but personally I have a guilty conscience. Now it doesn't mean yeah. that like I did something really bad. That just means that naturally day to day I feel shitty about myself for yeah, whatever yeah. reason man like I, I just feel bad that i didn't do this thing or whatever right yeah yeah um and sometimes it almost feels like i've done some like say something that's not really that big of a deal i'll turn it into a big deal in my head and like it, it'll be a horrible thing that i did and i fucking hate yeah. myself for it right and i i like want to smash my head into a fucking wall or something but yeah, yeah. um I think that's what turns people to religion a lot of times uh, that and um, like running over a kid, man. Like, yeah, it seems like religion is the only way you could ever hope to get past that, man. I mean, I don't know. That is, that is one really positive message in Christianity is yeah, no matter what you've done is that you're forgiven, you're accepted, you're loved, you know, like all that stuff, yeah. that stuff that makes you want to, you know, I think that's such a fucking flawed idea, though, as well, bro. Like, I don't think there's there's certain stuff that I'd really. You should just you kill yourself. For, yeah, I mean, you can be forgiven for being a child molester. 
That's you where it gets squirrely. Forgiven. You can be forgiven for walking into some loving family's home and just killing all of them for whatever fucking reason. Well, you can because Christianity equates all sin. Yeah, it equates bullshit. all sin. But lying know. is just as bad as rape. It's such bullshit. That's such a flawed idea, man. They fucking they act like it does, but a lot of let's homosexuality is supposed to be a motherfucking sin or whatever. But if am I still here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was getting a call. If if all sins are supposed to be fucking forgiven and all that bullshit, then why why does everybody get so much hell while they're alive? What do you mean from the from the religion side of things, bro? Like they get hell for everything. But if that guy goes home and oh hell, they said help. No, they get hell for it. But if that guy goes home and prays and says, you know what, forgive me for my sins, then he should be clean. There should be zero judgment upon him from your fucking faith because he's been forgiven. Well, in a perfect we all know world, not how that works. Yeah, in a perfect world, there is a God down here. And anytime we fuck up, we just call to him and, hey, yeah, I'm really sorry. This is what I did. I feel horrible <laughs> about it. God, please forgive me. And then yeah. he forgives you on the spot. And then you go on about your life. How awesome would that be if that's how simple it was? You know, when yeah. you fucked up, no matter the fuck up, no matter how. Yeah. 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 It's just a um, weird concept, man. I don't, I don't, I have a hard time with that one. Yeah. I mean, you and me both. Um, I have heard that argument before, though, that it's a Christianity's a really bad cop out, basically, that you're able to yeah. just cop out of the consequence. But they will clarify yeah. for you in churches that. This doesn't mean that your life just gets better, that you're free of consequence and everything. It means you're forgiven. You may still have to face the consequences for your actions, but you're still forgiven. You know, you're not going to go to hell for it. Oh, fuck. Did I lose you? No, my 20% warning came up. Am I still here? I'd have just logged off and gone about my business. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, this is my signal to stop cutting. All right, and we're back. Okay, that's a signal. <laughs> Get all the boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? Uh, we talked really about it's been a darker podcast, huh? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about that religion and shit, forgiveness. Mm. Yeah, fuck all that. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, what are you um, going to do a, a multi-podcast? I did one. I did one with Ian and Ephraim. My thing is, I don't know why I've made this a rule for myself, but I want to do a podcast with each person one-on-one -on -one first. And yeah. then after that, once you kind of get comfortable with it, you get a good feel for all, how all this works out. Um. I really want to do one with you and green. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be fun. He wanted to come on today, uh, especially after the London game. Is he but, up right uh, now? Uh, I I don't know. You can call him. Uh, that would put me out of here. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Cause some people uh, don't use laptops. They use cell phones, but I'm yeah, tell that cunt to get in here now and face me. It'll be a good one for sure. I didn't want to get him in today though, because like I didn't want two hours of you guys arguing about soccer. Yeah, yeah. Soccer, not football. Soccer. I've never talked to him um, like on 
it though. It'd be kind of cool. Well, you guys root for the same team, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you guys would be all about it. Now, one thing I do want to talk to you about is something I'm actually pretty excited about that I'm trying to get as many people from our little fucking I'm not doing woods. It. You already said you were. Oh, Amsterdam? Yeah. I thought talking about Milsom. <laughs> oh, no. Um, that's a future project. But were you the one I was talking to about? Uh, yeah. What I yeah. want to do? Yeah. No, that's down the line once I have more money. <laughs> I can, I can oh, get Delgado. I'm down. Me too, bro. Because, like, here's my idea as to why I think it's such a great idea. I'm sure people have done it for so many years, and I'm just, like, discovering it now. But I think yeah. it would be so cool to go traveling with a group. Because, like, what, you know, if you've ever been traveling in another country, a lot of times what you're stressed about is, like, is some, am I going to get hung up at the airport? Like, can, uh, I, yeah. can I get through? You know, am I going to get stuck in fucking Guatemala or whatever? Um, but if you have a whole group of people there that are all, like, everyone's trying to make sure you get back home, that's going to be really reassuring. And yeah. I was thinking, since we got some families that might be coming, uh, this is going to be a two-week thing. And... We don't have to make it um, something where we're like, you know, every single day we're all up each other's asses drinking at the pub or something. Yeah, yeah. It can be as social or as antisocial as anyone wants it to be. If they want to, like, say for you and, you know, you wanted to spend the next couple nights with your girl. All right, cool. But then, like, say on one of those nights, you're like, man, anyone trying to go get fucking stoned at one of these coffee places, bro? Yeah, no, we could do that, bro. We could go get stoned in fucking Amsterdam and have one of these talks. You know, yeah. five hundred bucks a month—that's way overkill, I think, for most people, including me. But I like overkill, so I'm, yeah. I'm five hundred bucks a month, man. I'm just setting it aside, and if I don't use it all up on the vacation, then great, I got extra money. I mean, what would that be? Five grand. That'd be five grand. Yeah, if you did five hundred a month. For a year? Yeah, 12 months. Five times 12. Or 500 times 12. Well, five times 12 would be... 60? So 500 times 12 is 6,000. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm stupid as hell. Yeah. Six grand. Six six grand. So your ticket... I don't know how much tickets are from here to there. I think it might be a little bit pricier for you. Because I think you... I think when you're going to Europe, you fly towards New York. Uh, but maybe not. Maybe you fly the other way from Texas. I don't know. But well, um, Houston has direct, so I could probably go to Houston, and then yeah. Well, the the Earth is flat actually, so it, it would definitely be a lot more. Yeah, it wouldn't really matter. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, no. I was looking at it from where I'm at. If I got a really good deal, it'd be eight hundred bucks. If I got a really shitty deal, for both, probably round trip. Yeah. Uh, you're looking at around fifteen hundred for a really bad deal, for one person. I don't know if you get deals on groups. Like if you want yeah. to shop for your whole family, maybe you get a better. But that's another thing. If we roll as a group with ten people, yeah, I, dude. If we're going to a hotel, yeah, I'm gonna get my hotel room a lot cheaper with ten people than just yeah, by I myself. Would. I'd Airbnb at that point. Yeah, I I would rather do Airbnb as well. I think it'd be cool to just have like a giant fucking Airbnb. But yeah. at the same time, uh, if we can get really good deals on hotel. But then again, yeah, it's vacation, yeah. man. Who cares? Yeah. We're not going there to save money. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think yeah, I, fuck it. six grand. I mean, 
let's just say two grand for travel on the high side, whatever. That, that still leaves you four grand yeah. in country to just blow in two weeks on, I mean, hookers blowing fucking pot. Yeah, dude. Sounds like fun. I'm definitely having some extra play money for Amsterdam, dude. Can have yeah. a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Because Mohan, that, that Mohan be wasn't Mohan wasn't wanting to do Amsterdam because he didn't want to get crazy. Me no more. Yeah. But uh, that's when I told him about the social anti-social thing. I was like, bro, look, yeah. chill out in your room and during the day go walk the city, look at some yeah. of these these cool sites and shit. Um, but I was thinking Amsterdam would be cool, and then uh, Germany. To visit Czech, but Czech sounds like he's on board to come with us. So um, maybe he can take us to a different part of Germany and yeah. show us. Because, you know, there's nothing like seeing someone's country from somebody that lives there. You know, I'd like to go to Berlin, bro, and go to like the wall and shit like that. That'd be cool, man. Especially if you could see some of the old World War II shit. Yeah. yeah I'd like to do that for sure. Yeah. Um, and then the UK, just to hit up Max and Green and... I mean, of course, they're they're welcome to come along for the whole ride if they want. Yeah. But, uh, I don't I don't know if Max wants to. I'll, I really want to see Max though because I think he was looking forward to Cancun after I got out, but then shit, you know, life happened and he wasn't able to do it. So I think it'd mean a lot to him if we could swing by and just, you know, say what up, he, go get drunk with him one night or something. You know, is he going to do one of these? I've asked him because I think he would be a very interesting person to do one of these with. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he'd have to be cool with a couple of things. He had, he'd have to be cool with me posting his name on the title, which I don't know if he is. Cause you know, he's worried about the IRA and then um, he'd have to be cool with me. Uh, asking him questions, I guess. I mean, I don't, I, I'd have to with him. We'd probably have to have a pre podcast about what's okay. And not okay yeah. to talk about. Because with someone with that level of experience, he actually probably has done shit that the military doesn't want yeah, on yeah. the internet. <clears throat> so, uh, but no, dude, I would love to do a podcast with Max. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'd love to do this, even if it's not on camera, just in Amsterdam, man. Like, if we, yeah. <laughs> shit, son, like fucking four or five of us just getting baked out of our fucking minds on the best weed in the planet, oh, talking yeah. about universal right and wrong and shit. Yeah. Sounds that's like what I'm a, gonna be doing in about a couple hours is smoking a bunch of pot. I actually heard from my doctor today that it's bad for you. Weed? <laughs> yeah, I know it's funny because like back in the it's funny how we've kind of come full circle. Cause like yeah. we started off with weed as the worst possible fuck. It's just as bad as heroin, right? And yeah, then we yeah. went to it's not bad at all. To okay, yeah, actually it, it causes lung disease. If you smoke it, she, okay. I would take it with a grain of salt. She also told me that, um, I'm not really doing much for myself by taking all the vitamins I take, that I'm just pissing it out. And I'm not a doctor, but I know studies, um, made by doctors, cited by doctors that say the opposite. So I'm not saying that you're wrong because of me. I'm saying you're wrong because of this study that people just as educated as you said you know yeah um but yeah she told me today that it's bad for you because she asked me if i do drugs or anything and i kind of i always hesitate a little bit because i don't care if they know but i don't want it on record saying that i smoke pot i don't care about saying it on here because like i could always just say that this is a work of fiction or something you know but um 
on military record, you know, it says I smoke pot right now. I don't have any jobs I want where, you know, yeah, that yeah. wouldn't be okay. But, um, it certainly is, uh, an issue. Where are you preparing yeah. your, uh, your blunt? No. What is that? Oh, you're just putting the cork in the wine bottle. Yeah. I just seen it sitting. There. I don't want to lose the cork and then be fucked. <laughs> Well, hey, brother, we could we could wrap it up here, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. And we should do it again, and we should do it again with uh, Green and whoever, yeah. and talk more about that vacation. Uh, it doesn't have Shit, to be you... Amsterdam. We can go anywhere. I just threw out my idea because I thought. Yeah, yeah. But what are y'all doing Sunday? What do you mean? We'll see if we can get anybody on here on Sunday and hang out or something. Oh, oh, yeah, for the pocket. Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we could do another one this weekend. I don't think I'm doing shit Sunday. Yeah. Um, Green, I don't know. With you, there's a lot of people I'd like to put you on a podcast with. like, Because you know everybody, basically. Yeah, um, yeah. Green would be fun because, uh, you know, you guys have always had that fun, competitive bullshit. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, yeah, he's a fucking cunt. It'd be cool to get you on with Max. He is a fucking cunt. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, Max would be fun. Mohan would be cool. F Rain, I think we'd just sit here and talk about the flat Earth, but that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, um, Efren's definitely down to hop on whenever. Uh, I think four is probably the most I want to go. If yeah, I, yeah. I feel like any more, it's probably just a little too much. But I'm really liking this. I'm starting to get in the flow of it, like where it feels yeah. comfortable and it doesn't feel like I'm doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah, and. It it really helps having someone like you that I'm comfortable with just talking to because uh, yeah. this is so much easier, bro. I tried two podcasts by myself where I was just like talking. Yeah, I did it. I did a 30 minute podcast by myself. Um, but I I, I feel weird. I feel weird I'm talking doing, to myself. Doing shit by yourself. Are you still doing that fucking comedy club? I've fallen off of it. Um. <laughs> I don't want to say discouraged, but it's kind of like I got writer's block almost because nothing I'm doing up there is working really. I, I have one thing that worked. My grandpa, my fat grandpa getting into the Jeep bit, that worked really well there uh, the first time yeah. I did it. Then I went to the country club um, where it's mo it's open mic, but it's mostly just for country singers. And I had three people in the audience. They were all old. And I tried doing my... Uh, fat grandpa getting into the jeep bit and uh, yeah i bombed hard yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was bad but one of the ladies even like while i was in the middle of my bit she just she did this she went like she just raised <laughs> her eyebrows at me i was like oh ah. and You're i knew done, bro. yeah i knew from the start that that shit was not gonna work but uh, like i had to get through it <laughs> i had to force my way through that shit man uh, um and so ever since then, I went back one time, bombed again at the club, and I was like, fuck, dude. So, Damn. but, you know, I'm listening to all these, like, successful comedians, like, I don't know, Ari Shafir, Joe Rogan, Kevin Hart, all that. Yeah, yeah. They talk about, like, what got them good was getting up on stage. And they, yeah. they always say it. They're like, dude, everyone fucking sucks, man. Like, that's yeah. just, and you see it when you go there. 80% of the people don't get a laugh. 20% do. Yep. Um. But no, I haven't been in there for four weeks, man. 
But now, because like what they're always saying is stage time, like get more stage time. Yeah, yeah. But I don't even have fucking material, man. Like, I think I got to find a couple bits that actually work before yeah. I can really start grinding it out, you know? Otherwise, like, what am I doing? I'm just going up there to humiliate myself? Like, what, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. I'm not developing any skill at making people laugh. I'm just embarrassing myself. Like, yeah, I feel that. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to like try to write a bit completely out. And then once I've had it completely written out, then I'll go try it a few times. Yeah. If it works, I'll keep working it. If it doesn't, I'll go back to the drawing boards. Yeah, but I'm not, yeah. I'm not just going to keep fucking going up there, dude. I'm just embarrassing myself at this point, you know? But it's fun, man. It's a high. It really is. Like, I, I scratched that itch of jumping out of planes by going on stage. Yeah, yeah. Dead That's ass, dude. It's it's terrifying. Yeah. No, I feel you. That Damn. probably is part of my what helped me with my mental health on getting out is being around a bunch of uh amateur comedians, you know. They yeah, yeah. They'll make jokes about microwaving babies, man. They're fucking great. You know? <laughs> it's great to just go somewhere. Where you can just laugh about shit, man. And it's not yeah. like, it's not so fucking serious. Like, God. Yeah, you don't have to feel bad. Yeah, you could just say shit. And as long as it's funny, that's the only rule. Is it yeah. funny? Oh, it's funny. Okay, then say it. You know, like, it doesn't matter. People make yeah, black jokes. Someone laughs. <laughs> yeah. People make jokes about every single kind of sensitive topic you could imagine right now at those clubs. Yeah. They're tearing it up. And people, I feel, don't go there. Uh, Cause they don't know what they're missing. Like if they, yeah. I feel like everyone wants that. They want someone to mock the craziness that's afoot right now. Yeah, and when yeah. people do, they love it, man. They're so grateful. They come and in waves and it's usually really cheap unless you're going to see someone insane, like Kevin Hart, you know? Um, but other than that, it's like 10 bucks. Not bad. You should take your wife out. Where, where do you live in Texas again? Dallas. Is that anywhere near Austin? A couple hours, yeah. Well, Joe Rogan apparently has a comedy club that he made in Austin. I forget okay. what it's called. Um, but if Joe Rogan made it, I'm sure it's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll check that out. If I live that close, bro, I I'd check it out. It'd be dope. Yeah, I'll Even if you just went to one that. of their like, you know, one of their shows that's not that big of a deal. Yeah, they yeah. have 11 world-class comedians that have moved to Austin over the past three months. So like, oh wow, you have a lot of uh, uh, high-quality comedy uh, very close to you if you just yeah, yeah. there. Yeah, it's yeah, really good. Yeah, if I ever go to Texas, bro, I'd love to hit it. Um, Ephraim, he lives in San Antonio now. I don't know if that's anywhere near Dallas. That's not too far. It's oh, gosh. Austin, San Antonio, it's all a few hours, but it's it's doable. He's been trying to convince me to move out there with him. Um, you should, him, bro. Yeah, him and his girl just broke up, so uh, he's still living there, but he's kind of in the market for a roommate. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I thought about it, but man, I'm I'm in. I got a good spot where I'm at now. Although I'm not gonna lie, like when you were pitching the whole telecom thing to me the other day, I'm telling you, bro. I think long term. It would be better for me to stay here, but I'm not gonna lie to you, man. There's there's half of me that just wants to fucking jump in the car now, pack up, and head over to Texas. You know, I I think with life, bro, there ain't no such thing as just finding something. Oh, it'd just be better long term, bro. You ain't gonna know until you're there, man. I think just taking what comes right and just flowing with it—that's how you end up with where you're supposed to be, bro. 
I'm not questioning your logic. I'm, I'm just going to go with that. You know what I mean? I, I think you should follow what you want to do and just fucking go with it, bro. You know what I mean? Don't work out. Yeah. Don't work out. If it does, hey, cool, bro. We can get stoned every weekend. It'd be fun. It would be like fun, it. man, because he's got – I guess now I technically have two job offers from Texas. I've got yeah. I've got the telecom thing with you, which would be sick. And yeah. then uh, I've got Ephraim's bitch ass who wants me to help him repair shit. I don't even know what they repair, That's but that's yeah, the yeah. company. Both sound cool, man. Just getting high as fuck with Ephraim every day, going out all over yeah. Texas, fixing refrigerators and shit. Yeah, that'd be fun. Finding a cell phone tower definitely scratches my airborne itch, you know? Yeah. No, you, you probably so do good cool. at it. Can't believe I just fucking said that. No, you probably do good with that, man. And probably that'd be why you do good with it. You ain't got that fear. No, I do. It's just you've got that little addiction to it. Yeah, yeah. So you well, want I mean, to feel you that. know how to overcome that, though. Yeah. Well, and I do have experience in the electrical industry, like two or yeah, three yeah. years. Yeah. I know Um, I met this one union electrician who was telling me about he spent four years of his life and his whole job as a union worker was to replace the light bulb on top of the tower. And he said it was great because they give him a whole day for each light bulb and yeah. have it done by lunch. He'd just go up there, eat a sandwich, change the light, climb down, he's done for the day. And he said he still got paid oh, for yeah. hours, no matter what. Um, sounds oh, yeah. pretty sick, man. Said it was hard on his knees, though. guess yeah i mean if you don't have higher education you gotta do what you gotta do yeah paycheck's your paycheck which i don't get with you you fucker i mean you got the gi bill bro you could be living on a college campus with all these they thems and theirs and yeah i don't want to deal with that shit bro i I like what i do man you know what i mean i really do you or do you just like it as well no i genuinely like my job man it pays well but i also like it so it's a win-win you know what i mean that's good man what do you like about it? I don't know, bro. I think I just like the industry. The industry itself is kind of people like me are we're good here. You know what I mean? I don't have to worry about politically correct bullshit and this, that, and the other. I just go to work, make a fucking check, and go home. Um, it's that blue collar, man. I don't know. I just like it. I, I feel at home here. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, I liked construction when i knew what i was doing like when they'd put me on some shit i feel like that's the hardest part in construction is getting through that entry level phase because once you're at that journeyman level it's like you know what you're doing and and you enjoy it because you know what you're doing yeah yeah but anyways jack thanks for coming on brother no for sure bro just let me know shit's fun just talk with um, Sharon on the way out. She'll take care of the billing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you she later, brother. No, all right, bro. Any closing thoughts? No, man. Just fuck green. That's about it. <laughs> fuck you, green. Yeah. <laughs> There's an old lady in this office. I better keep it down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>